Welcome to The Crypt. Legally, we are recording now. Perfect. This is great. So I just have one question about, um, you know, we're talking about some tech today. We're talking about web design. You know, there's just one photo out in the world that you are wearing an outfit with a giant T on it. Speaking of tech. And I just want to know what prompted the Turbo Man outfit for Christmas 2018. I have no idea where that outfit is to speak of, actually. <laughs> so sad. I think it's back in my parents' house. This, oh my god, I like completely forgot that I had that outfit. Yeah. Uh, I, sh- I need to make a trip back to Shelby Township just to get that. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. Just, uh, I was kind of scrolling through your Instagram today, just thinking about, hmm, what are some interesting things we can bring up or talk about? And just out of nowhere, like December 2018, almost a year ago now, yeah. Turbo Man outfit. Everyone yeah. else was in like Christmas pajamas. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I wore that at, it's called Tea Box. It's in Chicago. It's the 12 days or the 12 bars of Christmas. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing was like, dress up as your favorite toy. I was like, oh, I should just go as Turbo Man, and like, no one knew who Turbo Man was, and I was like, how do you not know what Jingle All the Way is? That's right. a damn shame. A damn shame indeed. That's so disappointing. It had like Wait. Vince added it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Vince, hold on. I'm blocking you on Instagram right now. So. You're blocking me on Instagram. Yeah, you're not digging through my phone. Though. Oh, that's ah. funny. <laughs> No, that's funny. That's funny. Oh I man. can't wait to dub in some Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, uh, Turbo Man quotes either. This is going to be You've got to do the Tata Turbo Man. That has to, like, end the episode or something. Yes. <laughs> end no, it but... and start it. It's Turbo Man! Turbo Man! Yeah, yeah. And you've, you've done a podcast before, if I'm... Correct. Actually, I, um... It was for the state of Michigan. They were doing a whole marketing going pro... And so they asked me if I was willing to speak about the tech area. And I think I did that probably two months ago. Okay. But yeah, so I have to I actually have not <laughs> looked up the podcast yet because I just like sometimes I'm not like into my voice as much. So but I, I know my boss is on it, too. So I'm intrigued what his sounds like. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to laugh because there's a cat's tail. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like totally okay. Out of nowhere. This is Greg. Greg. This Fun is. Fun fact, that was gonna be my name if I was a boy. Really? <laughs> yeah. You were also named the same name as Jeremy's cat. Well, <laughs> if the name is truly the same, so Greg's full name is Sir Gregory Clawgain, or Sir Gregor Clawgain from Game of Thrones. So I don't know if maybe. They would have been ahead of their time I if you had that name. I tangent on Game of Thrones. I have a love-hate relationship with that show, so... Uh, I, yeah, I started binge-watching it this year, back in oh February, no. up until the last season, and, yeah, I knew the disappointment was going to come, eventually. Disappointment <laughs> <laughs> world. <laughs> Vince and I talked about doing a, maybe we should retroactively go back and do just a recap of Game of Thrones, like season by season. And just like preparing people honestly the entire time, like this last season is going to suck, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Stop now. (laughs) And this is where we end our seasonal recap right before the bad one. I mean, they just canceled the prequel. Oh, yeah. That was just today's news, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, but it was the prequel was like supposed to be set back like thousands before, thousands of years before Game of Thrones happens, right? Yeah, it was like uh, during the what, the, what do they call it? Something Heroes era, like before the Targaryens, when it was like just the Starks and the beginning of the White Walkers and kind of all that good stuff. Hmm. Oh yeah. wow! So that's, it was definitely like a huge prequel. Like, let's just go back thousands of years. Well, like, tonally, it was supposed to be way different than the most recent Game of Thrones and have, like, a different aesthetic. But I think what they're going to do is go with the other prequel that they greenlit, which is only 150 years before this one. I'm uh, This is... I'm just... <laughs> I'll, I'll sign off now. Speaking of introductions... <laughs> and here we 
go. It's kind of like two lines of because while we think we have rules, nothing really matters. So I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Welcome, everyone, to Create a Podcast, the podcast with a critical look at the creative and not so creative parts of the world around us. Today, I'm joined, for always, with my co-host of the most. He is my dynamic duo. He's a coffee connoisseur. He likes what he likes unless he doesn't. He drinks the photos. He takes the wine. He hates kayaking. So stop asking him. He's Vincent Thurman. Vince, good evening. Good evening. <laughs> we were a good day to good evening. This is a very long episode. Uh, just kidding. We're just getting started. Uh, I'm excited to be here. The introductions don't go go anywhere. You know, they're always on the ascend. If you're looking at a graph, we're just getting yeah. better and better every single time. They're in my dreams now. Like I dream up new things. And it's like, oh god, we're doing this too often. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like it's just gonna be a scroll that like rolls out of your brain someday. That's just like all the introductory things ever. Like a Game of Thrones scroll. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm super pumped today because we are here to talk about tech. Um, we're going to be talking about technology and um, kind of some of the ins and outs of it and a little bit about, you know, how people fall into it and what are some of the cool and interesting parts and elements of it. Um, as part of the creative podcast, we do a lot of different subjects. I mean, we've talked about tattoos and funerals and we've talked about music and art and we've had some really interesting conversation about Super Mario and learning about turtles. like all kinds of stuff and today i'm really pumped because we have an interesting guest on all of our guests are interesting but today we're here to talk with another one uh julie frederick we are here to talk about technology with you and so i'm pumped i don't have a super elaborate you know introduction but i will say that you're a lions fan and die hard and that may impact some of the conversation later but i will say an interesting story about us is that one day before Thanksgiving, several years ago, oh, yes. we all went out. Um, we had some friends from Ireland in town, and we went out and got pretty, pretty saucy. And then we came back Wait, and what ate. What does that mean? What does saucy mean? <laughs> yeah. We got pretty drunk. <laughs> and then we came back and ate probably two bags of bagels and eight ounces of cream cheese. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous breakfast at 3 a.m. ever. Wait. One second. You ate <laughs> bags of bagels? There was a lot of bagels. What kind? Cinnamon raisin? Like, I have so many questions. I think I there were... I remember. Yeah, there's probably like a blueberry, maybe a chocolate chip, and everything. I, I think I remember having an everything bagel. Um, but we, we've polished off eight ounces of cream cheese in, oh, a good 40 well, minutes. I'm, I'm now... I'm unfollowing you on Twitter, too. Like, this is getting absurd. I think the best was we put the cream cheese back in the fridge. The whole container was empty. And the next morning, my sister comes over getting ready for Thanksgiving. And she's like, there was probably at least one more bagel left over. And she decides to grab the bagel. And she goes in the fridge to grab the cream cheese. And just to realize there's nothing in it. Like I would be zero. So she was super upset. It's like someone power washed the cream cheese container. That's a weird visual. <laughs> so true, so true. Anyway, we're here to talk about technology. Maybe there'll be some technology one day that power washes cream cheese containers. Um, but we're super no, excited. No, there won't. <laughs> Nobody's going to do Anyway, so we're super pumped. We're here to talk about some really, really interesting things in technology. And um, we're just going to start off with some general themes like, you know, Julie, how did you get into tech and kind of how did you land here and where did you get started? Well, let's see. So, of course, I went to Central. That's how I know you. (laughs) Fire up. And... It all started when I took like a prereq to it was a computer science class intro to HTML and CSS and I was 
very like into this class like I was staying up till like two o'clock in the morning just working on projects and I just fell in love with just whole development but my problem was I was in broadcasting and I was set to graduate within like a year so I was like crap like what do I do do I stay in school for another three years do a computer science major or just finish with my degree and just see what happens afterwards so like literally after graduation I was just like I had no clue what I was doing I was all over the place um I actually was looking into the LSAT going to law school and just like working for an agency or just even working on film production sites, but I wasn't really into spending more money to go travel out to California or New York or spending it on school. So I slaved my way into a Dairy Queen position (laughs) as a manager, (laughs) which was a lot of fun. I do love Dairy Queen, and it was a really great job and experience of management, but it was not my... I guess, dream <laughs> to do that for not the your rest of my dream. life. Nope. <laughs> so I was looking into... I was like, so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that again, please. <laughs> I'm trying to take the podcast to the next level, man. <laughs> I think we're fine where we are if that's how we're getting there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so where was I? <laughs> um... But yeah, I just remember one day I was kind of like, finally got my motivation. I was saving up money and I was like, all right, I feel like I should make a plan. Um, Either I take online courses, do this, like learn by myself on my own, or just start applying to jobs that dealt with like HTML, CSS, just like the beginning web development And so I actually end up finding like a social media web manager job at a animal hospital that I worked at for a year just to get my feet into something, just get some more experience into development. And working there for a year, I finally got to see like working with like WordPress. um, I think I was finally just ready to take the next step and actually go to school. So Googling, I was looking up like just going to Macomb Community College or just trying to find something close by that would help me get to where I want to be. And then I came across Grand Circus, which is a 10-week like boot camp um, program where you actually just learn um, literally JavaScript, HTML, CSS. It depends what program you take out of it, but it's just very hardcore brainwash coding. <laughs> so, but yeah. Gotcha. Here I am, a developer. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, thinking about like the ten week boot camp, that's like two and a half months, right? Yeah, that's, that, my math's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah. But there was like also before the boot camp started, there was like it was about like a two week um course online courses that we had to do. It was just a lot of testing and like we had to build like a project before we actually were allowed to be accepted, which I didn't even know about. That was, like, a thing, like, actually, like, determined whether or not you could continue on with the 10 weeks at, down in Detroit. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I it was probably a good thing I didn't know because I would have gotten so worked up about it. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of had to dive right in. Yeah. So thinking about those, like, that process of, like, you know, you go from working in an animal hospital doing, like, web design to now taking these like web courses like what was that first initial job like I mean you can talk about some of the elements of like the animal hospital too but like what is that like getting your feet wet look like are you like taking I don't know if they put images on their website but are you like having someone take photos of animals in the animal hospital I don't know well I guess it's not like a, a shelter where you like try to get animals adopted like people are getting their animals helped well, the thing was the animal hustle I worked at actually did own a nonprofit um, adoption organization. So I actually did do that. And they oh. were part of a boarding facility, which I actually 
best part of the job was just going into the daycare center and you're just surrounded by dogs and just taking photos of them and playing with them. So it that was the fun part. But also just like um, I was making kind of blog posts and just talking to the doctors about like preventatives and just getting the word out there um, because there's it's just insane how many diseases out there for animals. It's really disgusting, but it's like important for pet owners to take care of their dogs and cats and exotic animals. So it was a lot of learning um, the vet world um, terms and just making sure like the audience audiences know just like for the owners um, to know and make sure how to like take, proper care of their animals yeah for sure and then you go from there to like doing like like web design through this boot camp so like what was that process like what was the project you had to create what was the like how did you come about or developing that was it an actual website or was it just like something real relevant to all of the areas where you'd be learning so the first project I had to do was just a basic web portfolio it was just like an introduction about me and just um my hobbies and stuff it's just like a one page like website and then throughout the boot camp like I got to build like a video game where it was just basically it was just a bunch of button pressing <laughs> and then um like just a to-do list app where you can add something and delete it it's but uh yeah the final project I did with my group we did a like a friendly budget app um, down in Detroit restaurants, especially in Midtown, where like you can go to the restaurant, pull up their menu, look at the prices. Let's say you have a budget of $25 and you can calculate like what you can order beforehand and make sure that you have enough money to pay for your meal and a tip also. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, does that app still exist? Um, it's somewhere, yes. Sounds useful. <laughs> no, yeah. I have, have a bad feeling that the Google Map is, doesn't work because they change a lot of their API and just, I don't, Google does a lot of things, like, very fast, and then they change the terms and conditions and everything, so gotcha. I, I am wondering if it's still out there and still working. <laughs> what was it called? It was called Frugal Foodie. <laughs> a great name. I like it. Frugal foodie. What was the video game you created? Like, was it, you said it was button pressing, but like, what was the like premise of it? Um, it was basically, um, let's, uh, how do I explain this video game? So let's, let's go back to the first day when, uh, computers exist and the internet finally came about where literally all you saw was text on the screen. So it's basically like a story and it's like, do you want to attack, I think my guy was called Jabba the Hutt from Spaceballs, like, do you want to attack him, press yes or no, and then if you press yes, and then, like, do you want to, like, do a shield or something, it was very basic, there was really no animation for it, which, gotcha. yeah, so it was very, like, RPG back in the day, <laughs> almost. Yeah. There you go, that's awesome. Yeah. That's interesting, though, like, you go to the boot camp, you spend a few months learning new skills, learning new ideas, practicing them, developing websites, creating new projects, and finding really your niche and like what you want to do. How did you decide that was what you wanted to land on? Um, just going back to that one prereq class, um, I just had so much enjoyment in it. Like, I'm a, I just like I grew up as a computer nerd and gaming. And it just felt like I was playing a video game and I just never got tired of it. I always think it's challenging. It's always different. Um, but yeah, it was just, I loved it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Where do you see, I mean, especially with the gaming experience and background, I guess, where do you see your career going off or taking off into or what uh, would you would you ever want to design like a full video game? That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> going back to Central as a broadcasting student, I actually want to be like some type of Foley designer where um, just making even sound effects for video games. 
but look that up. You need like four years of physics <laughs> of classes. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> you need physics for like sound design? Yeah, because you get all the sound waves and like manipulation of that. But yeah, I was yeah, it was like really interesting. But um, I do hope though in the future, like, because I do want to learn how to make like mobile gaming apps and. I don't know, make the next Flappy Bird, because that would be awesome, <laughs> but... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's, like, your top three video games of all time? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be sounding like a super nerd, but... I, 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 obsessed... I went off on a Game of Thrones tangent, so you're fine. <laughs> but, uh, so, the funny thing is, I'm not, like, a big Disney fan, but I love Kingdom Hearts. Solid. Great Solid. game. <laughs> yeah. There's no, this is a no judgment zone. Oh, no. I love we, we do little judgments of. I've yeah, hours no. into those games. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, what's the other game called? That. It's like a silly cooking game. It's so basic, but um, what is it called? I'm going to have to look this up. Do you currently have it on your phone? No, I'm. <laughs> I wish it was on my phone, but it was. Wait, a, are you a, Googling? Are you Googling silly cooking game? It's like, uh, it's overcooked. It's overcooked. Yeah. I remember. It's on the PlayStation. I think they have it for Xbox, but it's called Overcooked, and it's like the most intense team <laughs> playing game. It's like literally you had to make up all these recipes and just like hand them out, but it's just like everything is so fast and like your stove catches on fire and like you just oh, burn oh, down oh. the place. But oh my yeah. God. Wow. <laughs> this has, I mean, it has great reviews. I tell you, you download it. Trust me. <laughs> Overcooked. I'm gonna have to look it up too. Wait, did either of you ever play Pokemon Stadium? And they had like the mini game where like the Lickitungs were running around the kitchen. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, no, that's I what did. it looks like to me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, that's so funny. That's cool. So that's, so that's two games. I'm waiting for one more. Oh, top three. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Either Rocket League or Call of Duty. I'm <laughs> I, I do like Rocket League. Rocket League's cool. I don't think I've ever played Rocket League. It's is it is it similar to Call of Duty or not in the sense of like like is it the same format as Call of Duty? No. It's yep. like race it. cars in soccer. What? That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's a very weird concept. They just smush two together. It's just Yeah. I remember playing like Mario Strikers, and that was yes. like that was like the soccer version. Like that's the be- like best I can be equated to is like the intensity of like these lights flashing all over the place and people trying to like kick goals, and then like the slow mo where like Luigi's upside down and like then goes to kick the ball halfway across the field <laughs> into the goal. Have you ever played Mario Tennis? Yes. No, I haven't. Oh. What? That's another very competitive game to play with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember my first college party. It was like my freshman or sophomore year. And we went down to Michigan State. And I was like so bored at this party. And I went down to their basement. There was just randomly people playing Mario Tennis. And I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> played for hours. It was fantastic. Awesome yeah, That's amazing. Party. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Well, I guess I got to step my game up. Uh, Vince, did you have you, you had an actual question that I, I completely derailed from you like 10 minutes ago? So. Oh, no. I mean, this is a great deviation. I think about like how many people fall into tech from playing video games. You know, mm-hmm. it's like thinking of like looking at how you code something is like, OK, if this code doesn't work, I have to figure out what the problem is in the like in the link in the code to like adjust or make changes or like get the website to actually work because Right now, I'm using, like, a Squarespace website where I don't have to do any of the coding because that is just way too much for me. So, like, tech super simplified for me is, like, going past the, like, back end or, like, adding things in there. But I think that, like, having friends who are in the tech world who can kind of explain some of that to me is, is super, super helpful. And to hear how people fall into it, whether it's video games or computer games or any of those things, like, that is the really cool part to me because... That's a whole world that I am not privy to, so I'm really excited to hear hear more about your thoughts and like how we get there. But any deviation with video games is great. I mean, <laughs> I used to stay up with my cousins during the summertime, like 
we would either be at their house or they would be at our house and it would be like four or five in the morning and we'd move from you know playing outside all day to staying up until four in the morning playing like dreamcast or playing like <laughs> uh playstation the like big gray one and like then once all the other ones like gamecube and all that stuff came along it was just like it's so like i don't remember when i stopped like having a game system but I also like think back to those memories of just being like, we gotta beat like Rainbow Road, and like, oh yes, yeah. yeah, like all those things are just like a big part of my life. So like to hear that pushes people into tech. Like, no, I don't just want to beat the game. I want to learn how to create the games, or like I want to know how these systems work or operate or how they develop is really really cool. So I'm pumped that we deviated. <laughs> anyway, so now, so where are you working now? How did you move from Grand Circuits to like what you're doing today? So, um, I am currently at One, Amber, Detroit. Are, one second. Yeah, you're good. Are any, are any of you getting static? Yeah, it's definitely your microphone, like something with, because now it's gone. Should do the whole Nintendo 64 cartridges blow yeah. to it. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. I would try that, then. Is it still there? Take your headphones off and blow in the ears. No, 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 no. this is recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. So speaking of things going poorly, uh, I see in Vince's notes that you're also a Lions fan. Um, do you want to talk about the connection between being a Lions fan and working as a web designer? Well, I feel like the only connection that I have between the two is that I worked down in Detroit, and actually the uh, um, the Wi-Fi used at the Lions or Ford Field is a client of ours. So we yeah we work with uh, Rocket Fiber. So that's part of my job is managing um, a lot of their um, development tasks on their website. Sweet. What do you? What are some of the things that are like? What's included in a development task? Like, is it like? Um, it depends what it is, because we do have clients that just come in and just want a whole uh, web redesign, and or just like want to add a new page template, or want to add like a widget or a new drop-down menu. So it kind of varies, um, almost every month. <laughs> month to month. Wow, that's intense. Um, so right now I am doing like bare minimum backend stuff for the organization that I work for. It's a small nonprofit. So there isn't like a whole like IT team or like tech team to like get things going. So I do like very basic stuff. And then I go and talk to the people who manage our website. And some of that stuff is so complex. If you have no <laughs> idea what to do it, sometimes I'm in there for about an hour just to like move one photo and like put a paragraph under something and then add like an updated section. So yeah, I would, I would be one of those clients who sent a bunch of tasks your way. <laughs> it's not an issue. So <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, is there any time where you're like stuck on something where you're just like, why won't this thing update or why won't this like part of something move over or like, I don't even know how to describe. I, I understand. Like, it's a story of my life. <laughs> Like, literally, uh, so, yeah, there is some tasks that I get that are, that literally requires me the whole day. If, basically, let's imagine, like, a testimonial slider, that will take me a whole day just to make sure it functionally works, going left or right, it's rotating, 360, um, it's, I guess, sizing the mobile screens and tablets, making sure everything looks nice, it takes up a lot of time so um but yeah it's not it's not frustrating but it's not even time i mean it's time consuming for something so basic but it's i wouldn't say it's an awful thing to do it's really fun because i feel like any type of task i get like that it's always different so it's never the same (laughs) how much of your work is done like in a team and then like how much is done solo i would say that that was a hard one because there is there is um 
a few sites that I've done by myself and another coworker of mine, but there are things where I've done probably 80% of it and then they did 20% of it. And then, I mean, it's never like I did everything on my own. It's a whole team effort and it's never just a solo thing, which is nice. Um, so I guess like the reason I asked the question is when I think of web developing, I picture like Alfred back in the Batcave typing up a bunch of code or something to figure out something for Batman, you know? And so I guess that's why I was curious. I mean, like for me, uh, like I would like to be surrounded by people. And is that the case as a web developer or do you sometimes get lost or like stuck in, you know, like your own little office or something like that? Um. Yeah, the nice thing is, like, I do, like, my boss and I do have a coworker who also develops. So we do brainstorm if, we, if we're stuck on something. And, and then there's always Google, too. So Google right. does a lot for developers. It's it's funny. And, um, but, yeah, it, I never felt really alone, especially because like, even if I am doing something on my own and when I'm done with it, I put it in review and it goes straight back to the designer to make sure that what they vision is correct. So if something's wrong, they'll tell me what's up. But yeah, it's like if I ever get stuck on a problem, I usually go to Google first to make sure to see if there's an answer out there or and then next I'll go to my coworker and see if he has any input and then go to my boss. And, Cause uh, he's, he has like years of experience. So he always comes up with a, good explanation so i am surprised how many people don't go to google first like the amount of questions that i get asked in a day and like you know working higher education (laughs) is nowhere near as complex as like what you're doing but you know people are asking the simplest questions like i'm just gonna google it for you so i'm gonna type really loud do you still have that sticker i do i still have that that for you yeah let me google that for you yeah, that's awesome. I think that's that's an interesting part, right? Because you say you work with designers, and are the designers are they also doing any of the stuff on the websites or the web pages, or uh, are they just kind of like drawing up images and hoping that you can kind of pull them together, and not hoping that, but like trying to like articulate their vision so that then you can kind of pull it together. Yeah. So our designers, they either work on Photoshop or um, there's a program called sketch and it's mainly for web designing and i'll take that file and i will pixel perfect to um on the screen on my test site let's say and it will match perfectly to what the design is like to the point where the spacing's correct font size um but yeah it's (laughs) we we at our um, company we make sure everything looks like what we gave to the clients for a review so yeah that's cool because that that's part of like a, a collaborative process that I don't think I would have like thought about from like the like website perspective like the development side it's like mm-hmm. the for me the web developer does like all of those pieces but I didn't realize those were set those were separate and collaborative roles if that makes sense yeah and like there's like times where um like if i get handed something uh it's like the simple things like cover states like what does this do when your mouse goes over a link or stuff like that because like sometimes um i get some input into even like animations on a website so i do a lot of like let's say screen overlays that are like if you're loading something there's like a thing that pops up that moves back and forth like i do a lot of that animation stuff that's just strictly code and it's not like a gif gif whatever you call it (laughs) yeah that's a big that's a big debate in the tech world right now and i don't even think it's mostly i don't even think it's really tech people i think it's it's other people who don't know that think they should have an opinion on whether it's gif or gif um (laughs) yeah i think that's cool because those little things make a difference like the pinwheel of death is like an icon in in oh, the world, yeah. but like that somebody <laughs> created that to let people know that something was loading or refreshing or if something needed to change. Like those are little design and you know developer skills that are just so cool to me. 
yeah, it's all part of the Easter experience for sure. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are there some websites that you go to now that you're just like, oh, this is a this is an awful website? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do come across, um, I feel like it's only, like, when I'm trying to order some food. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, it's just trying to find the menu on a certain website. It it drives me nuts. Yeah. I'm, like, surprised, like, what restaurants, like, they just, like, I feel like it should just be, like, phone number, menu. That's it. I don't, I don't care about the rest. Maybe location. I'm not going anywhere, but. <laughs> right. What can, what's, like, the worst website you've ever seen? Oh, um, or I guess like what are some other really common mistakes that you see in websites you're like I definitely would have done that differently a lot I feel like the most like I would say issue that drives me nuts when I do come across a site that's not developed well is it's not mobile friendly mm-hmm. everything just looks like crap <laughs> it's like all over the place Um, yeah it's at it how do I explain it? But it's just, I don't like when um, things are very bulky and large, like font is like too large, or if the button is like literally the whole size of the page. Like, <laughs> what is your thought on Comic Sans? Oh, um, don't use it. <laughs> Perfect. That's all. That's You heard it from an expert. Do not use Comic Sans. No, it's not. I. You say you were a teacher, right? Or no? Uh, I, uh, I teach cl- I teach college classes in addition oh, okay. to yeah. I was gonna say if your elementary school teacher is probably the only reason right. to use it because <laughs> it's kind of kid friendly. But no, everything else don't do it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what are some like common misconceptions or I guess something that maybe like a person like me that has no idea how to code or web design? Um, I guess do you have any misconceptions or just things people may not be aware of? Um. Development's actually not that hard. It's literally you can go on Google once again and just search like intro um, courses and it's a lot of the courses online are like step by step. So I feel like people think it's like very intense and hardcore, but I'm not like a person like I'm like in college I used to stay up really late and just do a lot of coding because college you do things at two o'clock and get the essay done and over with but I'm, I don't stay up till like late of the hours of the night coding like I know some tech people do but um but yeah I also like I would say too it's never too late if you are interested in anything tech related because I felt like oh crap like I'm in my mid-20s like what am I doing but it's just I think it's all part of the journey is like, cause I literally had no clue up until I finally started my job at the animal hospital. It's just like, all right, I'm finally doing something I'm going to love. And it was just worth it. Just never drag your feet about it. You don't have to do what you're, what you did in college. So. Yeah, that's cool. Um, those types of like that, that mentality of like, you can change your career. You can do something different. You can get to the end of something and realize that you want to do something else is okay. Stressful, maybe. Yeah. You might need to do like a really quick change or you might not be in a position to do that change right away. But like you said, you made a plan, you got a job to like start learning the skills, start using the skills you had and that you enjoyed using in like an interesting place. You're like, I'm a web developer at an animal hospital. Like that's such a like, how do you like paint that picture to someone? But then like now you're working for a development company and you're like kicking ass and that's so dope. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How do you explain to like, like for me trying to explain to my grandma what I do and like make a living off of, like how do you break it down in layman's terms for someone that maybe has no idea? Oh, I feel like I do this at every holiday. But yeah, I just, um, if I was talking to my grandma right now, I would tell her that what she sees on her phone or computer screen is what I build out. It's, I build from the ground up. So I, I don't go into further explanation about code, but it is just a language that 
is for the computer, which will eventually represent of what you're going to see on the internet or, I guess, on your phone. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I picked up some of that stuff, like building from the ground up in, you know, a language that eventually represents something that you see. Um, but both of you sound very robotic, almost. Like, it's, like, slowly <laughs> declined. It went from, like, you know, like, just a little bit of, like, you know, uh, static to, like, Alfalfa from Power Rangers to, like, C-3PO. And you watch your language. Now it's, like, down to just, like, the scratchy noises that come in every I... now and then. That isn't very reassuring. And I then thought... the, like... Intensity of the static is based purely on whether you're laughing or talking and if you're like inflection changes. So this is a, a tech issue that I'm having on my end and I think it's because of my headphones. Anyway, I'm super pumped that we get to have this conversation and that I can only hear certain parts of it. Wait, no, Vince, if you hear anything, I want it to be this. Did you call Alpha 5 Alfalfa? Yeah, Alpha 5. I got that part. <laughs> Nothing else. Just shake your head, yes. Yeah, just say yes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. That's so funny. I also you appreciate definitely... that you texted me a GIF of the loading thing or GIF, and I sat there for two seconds and it like went right over my head. I was sitting there like, what does this even mean? It's not loading, but it was the loading thing. So that was that was a good one. Can I ask you a random question, Vince? Are you on Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> One second, let me just unplug all this other stuff. This is this is podcasting at its finest. And are you podcasting from the usual spot? Yep, same place. All right, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just there's a, well the satellite that recently fell into Michigan. Maybe that was the satellite for your Wi-Fi. <laughs> Maybe it was the Wi-Fi. Did you satellite. hear what that satellite was actually for? No. It was for taking selfies. Like the Wait, satellites what? taking selfies? No, like I'm trying to. The person I heard who this on the satellite? radio. It was I was some um I don't know if it was like a car company, but it was just like like just uh, like sending selfies out into outer space. I don't know what the whole purpose purpose of it was, but I was just like really <laughs> like why do we have that out in space right now? Right. I think that's a great metaphor that a selfie satellite crashed and fell because I've seen so many people taking actual selfies that have crashed and fallen, so. But yeah, if you just Google selfie satellite, it will explain. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to tell us about just yourself in general, about web designing? What are your favorite parts of it? Um, I really do enjoy animation. Um, just... <laughs> He's, like, done with the headphones. Just uh, chuck it off to the corner. Yeah, you just heard them hit the ground. <laughs> like a satellite crashing down. But, yeah, I would, yeah, definitely enjoy um, the animation work and just seeing what you can do from something, I don't know, like, literally to nothing to a whole website is a really kind of rewarding experience. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, for the parts that I heard... Can you hear me? Yes, we yeah, can, we can hear you. Hear. You're good. Okay. Well, I guess that worked out. Um, I don't know. I think that... Are, are you flabbergasted of... or frustrated? Oh, yeah. Flabbergasted and frustrated. But more so flabbergasted because I'm just like, how did this all happen? Because Do you wish you'd eat a bag out. of bagels right now? I think, I think that's a weekend activity. I might need one <laughs> this weekend. we got to get the eight-ounce cream cheese container. Yes. Kroger brand. Or Meyer brand. I forget which one, which one it was. It was that <laughs> Philadelphia brand, that's for sure. It, yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Um, but no, I think some of the stuff that we've been able to talk about, though, has been really cool. I mean, the the back-end design, the putting the, like, language to bring things to life, like, talking about, like, the loading buttons and things like that. Like, things that no one thinks about, but it affects their experience when they're using technology. Or, like just how a page looks when it's loading or how it refreshes is like a little thing that someone has planned and prepped and like thought about Correct. or like how the homepage shows up or, you know, any of the things that like user interface, like that, like the, or what did you say? The user experience, like yeah. those sort of things. It just, it's so cool to me because 
it simplifies technology for me easy enough to like to make it useful and like that's something that because it's a field that i'm not familiar with like i benefit from and there are so many other like creative things like that in the world like something someone created or designed somewhere is being useful to the world right now and that's just so cool and i think too like we take for granted like the amount of work that you know people like yourself and web developers are doing to make the user experience i guess so user friendly and also the times when it goes like horribly wrong like if you think of any time like twitter instagram facebook you know like those apps that are getting used all the time when there's even just like a subtle change and then everyone uproars but then after a little while we kind of get used to it and wait for the next one correct yeah (laughs) yeah people get pissed right when things go wrong but then they fall right back into like oh it actually wasn't that bad anything else you want to talk about or share or I don't know. I'm trying to make technology fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard conversation. Um, I, I do enjoy it a lot. And I hope that people out there have a better understanding about it. I mean, you can find it boring. That's fine. It's your opinion. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's a great field to go into. It's always growing. Um, there's just there's a lot out there, new languages to learn, so it's it's never ending. And the more you create, the more you learn, the more you do, the better you get at it. Like, it just reinforces that same strategy, right? It's just applied to a different field. And I know, like, I've legit been looking, like, since this conversation started, just looking at different coding courses like you were talking about, because it's a super helpful skill to have, because I think mm-hmm. of how many times we try and outsource or look for additional help. But like you said, it's something if you just have... You know, if you're willing to persevere a little bit through some hardships, there's a good chance you can, you know, start to figure it out. Because I think, like, I have so many students that are taking coding classes right now. And like you mentioned before, it's essentially a foreign language. Like, I'd look at that screen mm-hmm. and I have no idea what's happening. But like, oh, no, I just, like, change this code and this code and then this happens instead. It's like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to trust you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a foreign language just for computers. It's... um. But yeah, it's even always changing around. But it's it's a, it's a cool experience. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you're typing in Dothraki. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, that's a language in Game of Thrones. I figured as much. <laughs> I think I've heard you say it once or twice. It, Wait, it rang have a bell. you ever watched Game of Thrones, Vince? I've oh, watched this is a, a few great story. Episodes. I've watched From... a few episodes. Hmm. He watched episodes of the final season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, watched the final season and none of the rest of it, except for like the first episode, like the pilot episode. Um, so my my reference, my frame of reference for Game of Thrones is like, eh, this was this was cool. It wasn't like I wasn't super like upset about any of the like things that happened, because for me, it didn't it didn't like leading up to that. None of my favorite characters had died. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, I, I only, and one came back apparently. So I, I'd only known Jon Snow for, you know, whoa, eight man, episodes. spoilers. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, that's if you got a problem. You got to yeah. get to that place. But see, even me who hasn't watched knows that. So anyone else who's listening, spoilers. But at the same time, it's I, almost I, been years. Yeah, I yeah, it was very hard to go through Game of Thrones within like a few three months but yeah i felt like nothing happened until season four and everything just came really fast and <laughs> everything that's, happened all at once yeah that's so fascinating to me because like i watched like i started watching it when the third season like just started airing and so like for me besides the first and second season i watched it like episodically you know where like every week I was watching a new episode and so binging Game of Thrones just seems like a crazy idea to me because it's so dense. I did but. nothing for three months. That's all I did. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. I played catch-up and it was really tough. Because they're what, like 45-minute episodes? Yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. They get yeah. longer and longer as it goes on, too. Dang, that's intense. But, you know? Yeah. Cheers to the people who are celebrating and watching Game of Thrones. You could watch an episode of Game of Thrones, or you could listen to this podcast in its entirety in the same amount of time. And oh. learn something interesting. Yeah. You learn that John Snow options. dies <laughs> and comes back to life. Right, yeah. No one dies in these episodes. 
<laughs> Your favorite characters will be here when you come back. So yeah, anyway, unless Vince goes kayaking again. Right. Yeah. Oh. But we're gonna we're gonna avoid the kayaking. That's a that's a story for another episode. Um, I believe it's two or three episodes back. So that's a, that's the episode where we talk about travel and all the fun stuff that comes along with it and how we both had horrific kayaking experiences. Or canoeing, kayaking, both maybe. I don't even know what I was in. It was awful. Yeah. So I was in a, I was in a boat. An awful kayak or canoe experience. At least one or three, yes. like myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, this has been such a good episode. We're so glad that you joined us. Um, we're really excited to have a conversation about technology and talk about some of the things that might keep people from going into tech or things that will inspire them to go into tech. Um, or at least inspire us to learn something new. Like I'm thinking about going and taking just like a local coding class or like an introduction to like web design sort of stuff, because I think that could be extremely useful and really interesting in regards to like tiptoeing into the technology field, I guess. So I'm really pumped about it. I'm really excited that you've been on this episode. This has been the creative podcast. We're the podcast taking a critical look at the creative and not so creative parts of our world. And we're really, really excited to have you on. Um, if you want, you can give us a like, comment, share, subscribe. That'd be super, super awesome. Um, and you can find us online at The Creative Pod on all the social media platforms. So thank you for joining us again. We're really excited that you're, you're listening. And we'll be back on the next episode. Some of the are fake them. And it's an awful movie in like I mean, <laughs> looking back. I mean, the animation the premise is, really is so crazy. The story is awful. Um <laughs> it's like but, playing baseball, which I still don't understand to this day. <laughs> uh, either you know, do the Chicago uh, but and they're making a second one because that's what we do but i think you know nostalgically if that's a word we love old movies that made us feel good when we were kids so yes yeah.